Welcome to Challenging Expectations, a podcast documenting my own personal odyssey of reading James Joyce's Ulysses. I'm your host, Elizabeth Spitzenberger, and we will be going chapter by chapter, making predictions about what is to come and analyzing how those expectations are either met or defied. I'll be pulling from my almost daily journals of my reading experience to further evaluate Joyce as an author and to get to know the voices of characters Stephen Dedalus and Leopold Bloom. For today's episode, we dive into Chapter 2, Nestor. This chapter opens with Stephen teaching, and readers get plunged into the depths of his vast and unending intellect. When Mulligan mentioned Stephen heading to school in the previous chapter, I had assumed that Stephen was a student, so his position as a teacher was definitely unexpected and helped further characterize his perspective. He has an immense arsenal of literary knowledge, and most of his subtle allusions while observing his students go over my head and require second and third readings of the chapter. Coupled with his stream-of-consciousness narration style, I'm beginning to get a grip on what to actually anticipate from Stephen. Similarly to the previous chapter, his thoughts and emotions are shaped and dominated by his grief and mourning for his late mother. Another unexpected twist in this chapter for me was Stephen's interaction with his boss, Mr. Deasy. Stephen is clearly well aware that he's more intelligent than Deasy, and his inner musings run rampant during the conversation. What surprised me most was Deasy's negative and shamelessly anti-Semitic attitude towards Jews and their status within the nation of Ireland. Even more shocking to me was Stephen's lack of inner monologue response to Deasy's opinions. Stephen pulls no punches when it comes to portraying those around him in a negative light in the privacy of his own mind and yet his perception of Deasy does little to acknowledge his anti-Semitism. More often, rather, Deasy's comments throw Stephen's imagination into a far-off setting like the Paris Stock Exchange or the, or the connections between the Trojan War and the history of Ireland. Back to the Odyssey, albeit briefly. Stephen also frequently chooses to let his mind wander to his students while they play sports outside the window. Overall, I think this chapter has taught me a lot more about what to expect in terms of details that Stephen will latch onto and ignore, and where his imagination might take those details. As for my expectations for chapter 3, I understand we have not yet met the main character, Leopold Bloom. I anticipate an introduction to Bloom's own unique characterization soon, and I believe readers will get a similarly thoughtful plunge into Bloom's inner voice interspersed with the action of the novel, as with Daedalus. This will likely complicate the reader's own perception of reality, blurring the line between the movement of the plot and the manufactured truth within the minds of these two characters. Once Once introduced, I hope to acquire a deeper understanding of the relationship between Daedalus and Bloom as well, possibly mimicking the dynamic of Telemachus and Odysseus but I'm not sure. I also expect that I'll gain further insight on Stephen's struggles with the death of his mother and his grief, delving into the profound emotions fueling his mourning. I look forward to to additional immersion into Joyce's sensory imagery, and I'll keep track of my own emotional reaction as all of this develops as well. This has been Challenging Expectations, Tune in next time for Chapter 3, Proteus. I'm your host, Elizabeth Spitzenberger. Thank you for listening.